you find your place, let's stand tonight for the reading of God's Word. The Bible says here in 2 Timothy chapter 2, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, that the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a what? Of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Now this scripture is going to get deep. Hang on for a minute. Verse 4 again. No man that warth entangleth himself uh, with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a what? To be a soldier. And if a man also strive for the magistrate, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Now we're in the deep waters. The Bible says the husbandman, which is the farmer, if you look this word up, it's what it means right here, that the laboreth, that he laboreth, must be first partakers of the fruit. So the farmer is the first partakers of the of the fruit when we sow in God. I don't want to get too deep already. But consider what I say, and the Lord gave thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure all things for the what? The elect's sake. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. That they may also obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also what? Live with him. If we suffer, we shall also what? Reign with him. If we deny him, he also what? Will deny us. If we believe not yet, he abideth what? Don't matter. If we get out of the will of God, what goes on in our life, he's going to be faithful. He cannot deny himself is what the Bible says. Of this thing, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not above words to no profit, but to the subverting, which means the ruin, of the hearer. Now, you need to put this in parentheses, highlight this in your Bible. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto the pastor. No. Unto your neighbor, your mother, your father? No. Unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, that's because you don't know the word of God, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Let us pray. Father, as we get into your word tonight, Father, we need understanding. We need help. 
Lord, I pray that you speak through us tonight and help us to grow in the wisdom and knowledge of your word. Thank you, God, that we can stand on our feet one more time, Lord, and proclaim you to be the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, God, for this time. Use us in a mighty way, and we'll love and praise you. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. amen. You can be seated. Here we see in this chapter that Paul is encouraging Timothy to bear the marks of a good soldier, which you and I should want to bear those marks. And he wants to help the church understand some things like spiritual warfare, separation, endurance, suffering for Christ, and studying the Word of God. He's trying to help him understand these are the things that you need to convey to God's people and help them understand. Even though we're small in number tonight, we're mighty in the power of God. I'm telling you tonight, we can do great things for God. And we must stand in our faith and not be wavered about. You know, back there on them doors right now, the wind's blowing real hard and them reeves are blowing back and forth. They're, they're wavering back and forth. They're driven about with the wind. We don't need to be driven about with every wind of doctrine that's going on, especially in the world today. Can I get an amen? amen? It's important as the people of God that we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We need to know that, that we're saved. We need to know where we stand. We need to know what we believe. And what hurts my heart worse than anything this day of time is the separation that the devil has taken this blessed old book, God's holy word, and divided God's people with it. It ain't what I think about this word or what you think about this word. It's what thus saith the word of God. He said, let God be true and every man a what? A liar. And his word will stand, the flowers fade and the grass withereth, but I'm glad the word of my God will stand forever, amen. And it doesn't matter what you think that uh, this word says, it is what is within this word and it is the truth. If it's in this book, I back it 100%. If it ain't in this book, I don't want nothing to do with it. The scriptures teaches that if an angel were to come preaching any other gospel, that we're to reject them. Think about that tonight. And we, we've got family members that we can't even talk to about the scriptures because they're so far off track. And uh, they may look at us and say, boy, they're way off track. But if you believe something tonight, you should be able to take the word of God and back it up. Amen. That's what gets us in trouble is when we can't back it up by the word of God. He goes on to tell that in verse 12, he said, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. So it goes to tell me that this thing's more about him than it's ever been about me. We've got it all backers that we think this Christian life is about us and all that we can get out of it. And it's about what platforms we can have and who can speak the best or who can yell the loudest or who can sing the best or hold the greatest positions. And it's not about it. It's all about kingdom work. Amen. Amen. I'd just soon have one of my brothers up here preaching tonight as for me to preach. But they can't do what God's called me to do and I can't do what God's called them to do. I can't even do what you've been called to do. And we're all called to be disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 
And we ain't just 12 disciples anymore. When he died on the cross of Calvary, he said, now go and make disciples, amen. He gave them the great commission to go out into the world, preach the gospel to every creature and encourage them, go the highways, the hedges, compel them to come in. That their house, this little young man being a blessing to you this week, he's going in the highways and the hedges, telling everybody and tell, uh, I got a friend I want to tell you about, amen. And we ought to be excited like that for the Lord to tell people about Jesus, this wonderful name. I ain't got over that name yet. Praise the Lord. But tonight I want, I want to go on in a series that I've been talking about for a while and talk about growing in God. As the people of God, we need to grow in God. We don't need to stay on the milk our whole Christian life. Now I love milk. I drink about a gallon of it a week. And uh, uh, Emily and Vonda don't drink much of it, but I sure put it away. I don't drink that 2% stuff or that skim milk. I like that whole milk, you know. I like, I'll sit down and eat popcorn and drink milk sometimes. You know, I just like milk. But, you know, milk's got its proper place and everything. But now when it comes to the Word of God, I want some meat. I want to be able to grow and understand what the Word of God says. If we're to grow in God, we must know who we are and, and, and who we are in Christ. I spent my Christian life as a young man early and not knowing who I was in Christ. And I was taking the preacher's opinion. I was taking my parents' opinions and other people's opinions and their walk with Christ. I was following after them and hiding in the shadows. Oh, don't ask me nothing. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to be put on the spot. But I tell you what, we ought to be willing to stand up for the cause of Christ and to know who we are in Him. Brother, if you would, let's see. I don't think we got, uh, Brother Earl, will you go back here in one of them cabinets and get me one of them constitutional books and bring it up here to me? I had one and I forgot to bring it in with me. But talking about who we are in Christ, here we sit in a church, and maybe some of you in here don't even know who we are as a church. And it's my job as your pastor to help you understand who we are as a church and why we believe what we believe. But can I first say, we ain't the only ones going to heaven. That might be a shocker to some of y'all, but we ain't the only ones going to get there. <laughs> I'm glad when Jesus says, come up hither, I'm glad the nomination ain't leaving the ground. Amen. But those that have been born again, thank you, brother, those have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, those are the ones that's going to be with the Lord. I don't care what title they hold, whether they're Lutherans, Catholics, uh, Church of God, I don't care who they are. Uh, it don't matter about denomination. If they've been down to the banquet house and had their robes washed in the blood of the Lamb, they're my brother and they're my sister, amen. The Bible also tells us, work out your own salvation in fear and trembling of the Lord. Now that ain't saying uh, because it's your way, everything's all right. He said to work out your own salvation, being with fear and trembling of the Lord. That's pretty serious right there. That's talking about getting in the Bible and finding out what does say the word of God. Now, I had a brother go back and get this. This is a little booklet we put out uh, several years ago. And uh, this was established by the church years and years ago. And we kind of go over it as leadership of the church and the deacons do. And, and uh, we constantly look at it 
and try to stay current with the times and always go by the word of God and make sure everything fits just right. This is not our opinion. We haven't made a book up on what we think it should be. There's no other book but this book. Can I get an amen? But we take, we take this and we structure this to try to form what we think to be a proper growing and prosperous church in the word of God. And so I was, I was heavy laden with the Lord and, and thought, you know, I've never really went over this book uh, with the church. And uh, if you've never seen this book, you're more than welcome to have one of them. And uh, so I thought, I need, to, I need to really look at this thing and see who we are in Christ. And I want to tell you today, I, I'm happy with what's in here, but I think we need to know. We are is what, if you'll look in... in uh, under our name of our church. It says that uh, in the first article of this here, it says the name of the church shall be Vickers Chapel Baptist by Doctrine Independent by Organization. We are an a independent missionary Baptist church is what we are. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but that's what we are. I know we got Baptists out on the sign and uh, my, my daughter was asked this week, and I've had people ask me the same thing. Well, what does Baptist believe? I said, there are about 300 different ones of them. I really don't know myself. You know, they all believe everything. You can't find one of them that agree on nothing. But why do we believe what we believe as a church? And we can look at it as what our name says here. When you look at the word independent, and I ain't going into great detail about the name of this church. But I just want to talk about these three words. Independent, missionary, Baptist church. Independent meaning self-governing. A self-governing church that acts independently and free from outside control. Praise God. Because <laughs> I've been under other kinds of denomination that is just like this, and you couldn't do nothing. Because you know why? They've got something figured out that you're supposed to live this way, and this bunch got it figured out you're supposed to live that way, and these over here are figuring out this way, and they're figuring out that way, and you got the sinners standing all the way around going, I don't know what to believe, I'm going to house. Everybody's confused. So we need to know who we are. We're not governed by any denomination or organization outside. Being missionaries, we place our emphasis on Christian evangelism, promoting missions and the efforts here at home and abroad. That's what being a missionary is, okay? We believe in supporting those that are on the battlefield. Y'all notice that board back there on the wall? That's our mission board. We have eight, we actually have seven missionaries and we support one evangelist. And they send us newsletters once a month, quarterly, and tell us what they're doing. And I keep up with them as a pastor. I call them, I send them letters, I send them emails, and when they don't reply and get back with us and, and show proof of what they're doing, we move on to somebody else. We support them monthly. And in our bylaws, it states that we're to support them 10% of what we bring into the church. So when our offerings come in, we take 10% of that, divide that out to missionaries. That's why we're a missionary Baptist. 
when we bring people in, we support them. We support singers. The church does a certain part, and then preachers come in. The church does a certain part, and then we ask you all to give to that mission. And we like to support missions here at the church. And when I first come here, I told them, I said, I am all about missions. Why? Because I'd just come off the mission field. I'd been uh, evangelizing, singing, traveling. I know what it's like to go travel eight, nine hundred miles and sing for $25, preach for $25, or preach for a pat on the back. Come back again next Sunday. Well, I found out when I went down to the gas station, my car won't run on a pat on the back. I even went in one time, pulled the bus in, filled the bus up. And I walked up to the lady at the counter. I said, charge it to the Lord. She said, he ain't got an account here. I thought, we well, ought to have. You know, for some reason, they wouldn't take that. I am proud to be an independent missionary. Then we go on and look at the word Baptist, which means to be a Christian first. And we believe in what we did today, which is full immersion into the water. How, why do we believe that? You can go over to Matthew, the last chapter of Matthew, when Jesus gave the great commission. He said to go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them, naming the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Not one name, but all three. These three make one. I wish I had an egg to show you. The egg is the trinity. You got the hard shell, you got the yolk, and you got the yellow, okay? These three make one. There's three parts, there's three to an egg. Hey, do you get the picture? Yolk, yellow, whatever they are. There's three parts to an egg. It all represents one. Think about the Atkins family. It's me, Ravonda, and Emily. We're three individuals representing one family, the Atkins family. Now is it making sense? That's what the Trinity is. That's why we're Baptists. And when we get saved, people get saved, I don't pull out a little water and start sprinkling them. I don't do that. Okay, why? Because we ain't Catholic. Catholic like to sprinkle. They like to do that kind of thing. And, and, and that, that's between them and the Lord. Okay? But Baptists believe in full submersion underwater is what Scripture teaches. There's no salvation in the water. I'm telling you tonight, there's no salvation. When Levi got baptized today, he didn't get saved. He's answering of a good conscience what he did for the Lord and has given his life to him. He's not ashamed, and that's why he got baptized today. And his daddy didn't go up there, and him and John just barely did just throw a little water on him. I watched him put him under, full submersion, and bring him up. And that's why we're Baptists. Being Baptist ain't got a thing to do with John the Baptist. Y'all know that? Some people think because we're Baptists, it's because of John the Baptist. No, it ain't got a thing to do with that. I'm glad to be his brother and him be mine. But we're Baptists because we believe Christian first and then full immersion in the water. And if you had one of these here books, I would, I would show you, but... Right under the next part, the next, it's called the second article. It says, it's got the word purpose. So I want to talk about our purpose as a church. Our purpose, number one, is the glorification of God through worship. Glorification to God 
through worship. We're not here just to watch Brother Ethan lead music. Even though I sit up here sometimes and look back at everybody, <laughs> and everybody's looking at him. And he's doing the singing, and some of you are singing. The scriptures teach us we're to lift up praise unto him. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless his name. We're commanded in the scriptures to be verbal, be loud, speak out, and to worship the Lord. It's, it's by scripture and it's in our articles. In Romans 15, 6, the Bible says that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. That's in our, our purpose of our church is to glorify God. This day of time, worship is not as popular as it used to be. They're a little too loud. I don't, I don't really like that, you know, especially them men hollering and going on. I, that makes me nervous. And that one woman shouted the other Sunday, and I mean, scared me to death. I am, I'm not going back there no more. I don't know what's happened. I mean, I love to hear saints of God shout. I love to hear them weeping and wailing and praising. Guess what? This ain't between me and them. It's between them and Him. <laughs> Amen. Our worship is individual. It's not, I, I'm not shouting because Brother Greg's shouting. I'm shouting because I can't contain it. Amen. And I like to give a sacrifice of praise. I like to lift my hands and feel the glory run down them. Amen. And it makes me want to worship. So one of our purpose, the first purpose is to glorify God through worship. Our second one is to edification of its members. Well, that sounds like we're going to try to glorify somebody. Listen what Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16 says. And he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ. Wow. I didn't realize that's in there. You may be saying that to yourself. He says, until we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth no more, more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, or the cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive you. Let me stop right there just a second. They're trying to deceive you with what they think is the right way to do it. I was talking to a man today that was encouraged by someone that after Christ came and the moving of the Holy Spirit, that if anything starts happening now, it's contrary to the word of God and what Jesus said, you ought to believe it, if even, even if it's against the word of God. I'm telling you today, if it can't be backed by this word of God, you ought to reject it like the plague. I said you ought to reject it tonight. 
you ought to stand against it and say, I'll pray for you and get away from it, amen? Because I'm telling you, it'll bring trouble into your life. This word will lead God and direct. It was good way back when, and it'll be good all the way through, amen? He said, I change this not. His word never changes. He says, but speak the truth in love may, that you may grow up into him in all things which ye heard of, even Christ, for whom the whole body is fitly joined together and compacted by that which the uh, every joint supplieth according to the effecting working in the measures of every part, making the increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. What does that mean? We all grow in God together. We get in the word of God and we grow together. When we hear the preach word of God, we back one another. We say amen. But we just don't hear the word of God, close our Bibles up and leave them on the pew and leave and go home and come back next Sunday and get in your book. I'm telling you, you need a daily supply, a daily, uh, I'm looking for a word. You, you need a daily uh, dose. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. You need a dose, amen, every single day of your life. Thank you, brother. I get vapor locked sometimes. We need a good dose of the Holy Ghost, amen, of the Word of God, and we'll get along with Him. He'll get along with us and show us some things, amen. The number three here in our purpose, it says fellowship. Well, I only like to be around people at church. I can't hardly take them outside of that. And... Let me tell you, we need to fellowship. In Acts 2, 42, and they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayer. They continued faithful. You and I can need to continue faithful. And how can we do that? Even with the folks that ain't here tonight. We need to encourage them. You need to come on, on Sunday night. You'll grow in God. You'll find out who we are in Christ. We'll find out what thus saith the word of God. Hebrews 10, 25. Listen to this. He says, Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Man, we need each other and we need church. We don't need, we don't need just a revival. We need church. We need to know the word of God. We need Sunday school. We need to come to Sunday school where we can grow in fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ and be faithful to that. We need to be in the worship service. We need to be here on time. We need to be ready to worship. We need to be ready to do our part and hear what God has for our life. When the singers are singing, exhort and, and lift up your hands and worship to him. When the preacher's preaching, say amen. You get excited, get excited for God. You're in your father's house. That's how you grow in God. When the doors are open, we should be there. Now, there's times that we, we have vacations and we have different things, and that's all good and fine, and God understands that. But we ain't vacating every Sunday night. I mean, we ain't vacating every Sunday night, but some are on vacation every Sunday night. Don't tell me how much you love Jesus and don't give him 45 minutes a day or 
a week. You think about that. If we come on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we're normally out of here, Brother Greg, what? 10, uh, 12, 15, 12, 20? If that had been five years ago, I'd have got thrown out, I guess, if I wasn't out at 12 o'clock. But I'm glad we've got kindly past that. I'm not a long-winded preacher, but I am when God shows up. <laughs> I want to be there as long as he wants to be there. Amen? And I want people to enjoy God and be there for God and grow in God. But think about that. Two hours on Sunday. That's all some folks are giving the Lord. Two hours. After all that he's done for us. Now you think about some folks don't want to give the two hours. They give that 45 minutes during the worship time. That morning service. Let's come for that 45 minutes. And I'm not doing nothing else now. I'm not going to pay my tithes. I sure ain't giving to that special offering. That's an, I'm tired of hearing about money. You know, I'll just come here for this 45 minutes. And as soon as this is over, I'm out of here. I ain't coming back tonight neither. I'm telling you, that's a life that'll grow cold. Because there's no fellowship. You talk about breaking the heart of God. We worship God with our time and our presence and being in His presence and giving to Him. You know, and and last thing I like to do as a pastor is talk about money all the time. And I normally don't talk about it, but I've had to in the last couple of weeks because we've got a need. And God said to bring it to you all. That's all I know to do. But since we've done that, God has miraculously done exactly what He said He'd do. And He's met this need pretty well up to seven or $800. We're, we're right there at it. That's folks that love God and want to see something happen in this house. God's give us a vision, and I'm going to share that here real soon about what he's fixing to do right over here on this property. And we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to bring that to the church, and it'll be more than $6,800. <laughs> but guess what? My father owns the cattle of a thousand hills. <laughs> Money ain't nothing to him. But we as a church need to know how to grow in God. So we grow by the... The glorification of God through worship, the edification of his members. We grow through fellowship. And lastly, we grow through the, the proclamation of the gospel. What does that mean? We just like to brag on Jesus. <laughs> we like to tell everybody we can that Jesus is coming again. You can see that in Matthew 28. We've talked about this in verse 18. <clears throat> he said, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's Matthew 28, 19. Teaching them is what the scripture says to observe. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even down to the end of the world. I like the last word. Amen. Amen. That's his promise to us. He goes on over in Acts 1 and 8 and says, but ye 
have received power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, and all Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. That's why we do mission work. We want to be a witness to all parts of the earth. I can't, I can't be in Mexico right now, but we've got a missionary in Mexico uh, on the field right now at this moment there helping people. We got missionaries in the Philippines, two of them. They're building churches and winning people for God. You ought to read them letters and look at them. They're a blessing, and your money goes towards that, God's money, to help them do that. And they can take, I forget, John, what it was it took to build a church over there, but uh, to us, uh, it would take hundreds of thousands of dollars. It don't take it over there. But our money can be transferred to their money, and they can do all this great work with it. And so it's a blessing that we can take our 10% and help mission work. Amen? That's why we've got this in our articles. In Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 48, listen. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead the third day. And they, uh, and they that re with repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. His name is to be preached throughout the world. We want men and women to go out and minister the gospel. We support Brother Don Anderson. He is an evangelist. If you're not following Don Anderson on Facebook, you ought to follow him. You'll find out he's in revivals 52 weeks out of the year, just about it. He's preaching three, four times every week somewhere. And I really admire the brother for what he does for God. And it's a great honor for me and you all as a church that we could support somebody like that and send them where we can't go all the time. Amen. Ain't it good to know Vickers is, is at work all across the country and around the world right now? That thrills me to know that. Our work is not just going on in this community. It's going out from here. And I'm proud to be that independent missionary Baptist church that could do that. I'm proud of who we are. But he goes on to tell us in Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye. He didn't say raise the money, do this, think about it, pray about it. He said to go ye into all the world and to preach the gospel. That's what we're to do. When God opens up doors, we need to go. And, you know, we went through the pandemic. They closed us down. They shut everything down. You couldn't go nowhere. You couldn't do nothing. You couldn't even hard, we couldn't hardly have church. And, uh, but now things have turned around. And guess what they were saying during 2020? If we could just get back to church. Remember? If we could just get back what we were doing and what we had, but look, look around you. The seats are empty. Boy, it don't take long for people to forget what they've been through. But let another, another major tragedy happen in, in this country, and you'll watch this building fill back up again on Sunday nights. People want the Lord when they need Him. And when they don't need Him, they take him off like changing a shirt. We'll put him up in the closet until we need him another time. But I'll tell you what, the Lord talked about that. He talked about those that trod his mercy, that he would even laugh at their calamities. 
when they come. Can I, can I say this tonight? God is not my buddy. He's not my good old pal. He's my father. He's holy. He's our father and we need to reverence him as such. We need to approach him. Remember what the disciples asked Christ? said, Lord, how, how do we pray? And Jesus said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He approached the Father that way. We're to approach Him the same way. We just don't approach Him like, hey, what's going on? We're hanging out, you know? Now, throughout the day, I talk to the Lord just like I talk to you. But I don't say, hey, Lord, what, what are you up to? I don't approach Him that way. He's holy, and I want to reverence Him. I say, my Father, dear Lord, I'm coming to you. I want to tell you first that I love you. There's something going on, Lord, but I want to tell you how thankful I am. Lord, I just want to praise you. I found out when my life usually is a wreck and my physical is a wreck and everything, the Lord will remind me, won't you just be thankful for what you got? And so I'll push all of that aside that I think I need to pray about. And I say, Lord, I just want to spend some time right now. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my daughter. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my health. Thank you, Lord, I can feel my fingertips. God, these people can't even feel their fingertips. People ain't got fingers. Lord, I thank you, I got fingers. And boy, if you start praying like that, there'll be an hour or so go by and you'll be all about thanking the Lord. The tears will be coming. And boy, what a time you'll have. And there'll be a prayer start getting answered in your life that you never even asked about. <laughs> Because he knows what you stand in need of before you ever ask. I'm talking about how to grow in God. Amen. And same thing here on the proclamation of the gospel. In Romans 1, 15, 17, he says it like this. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am, I am not ashamed of the gospel. This is what he's saying. Listen, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm glad he put us in there. He said, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written that the just shall live by faith. We're not living by sight. We're living by faith. Now God's going to do a great work in his church and he's already doing a good work because I got the faith to believe he's going to do it. And I need you to help me to believe that. And to know that God's going to do a good work over here. He's going to increase our church. Not because we want a big building. Not because we want a big piece of property. Because uh, we want all that. It ain't nothing about none of that. I just want to be able to get the lost in so we can preach them the gospel. Give them the proclamation of the gospel and tell them there's somebody that loves you. Amen. And his name's Jesus. So tonight I want to help you understand that we need to grow in God. And we need to search out this word and find out 
what it means to us and who we are as a church. We are an independent missionary Baptist church. And I'm, a, I'm proud of who we are and what we are. I'm not ashamed of it. And people ask me who, who we are. I tell them who we are because I'm not ashamed. I, I'm proud that we support mission work and do this work. And we quit printing these books. We're, we're trying to get it together now to where we can download it on our app. And anybody who wants to go on our app can, can see these, these things that have been put together. But we have taken these articles and put them together because they have searched the Word of God and put them together for the fundamentals of our church. I don't want a thing. I told them from the beginning. I wouldn't want a thing in this book that didn't back this Word of God. In any way. This is not a dictatorship. This is not legalism. This is the word of God. And if we, can, if we say we believe something, we should be able to take this Bible and say, here's why we believe what we believe. Well, what about what everybody else believes? That's between them and the Lord. That ain't got a thing to do with you. Well, they don't believe like I do. That's between them and the Lord. You remember they came to Jesus one time and said the same thing to him. Jesus looked at them and said, they're for us, not against us. Leave them alone. Everybody may not squeeze lemons the same way you squeeze them, but we're all getting the same results. Amen? Amen. <laughs> we all think we're getting lemonade uh, out of oranges. We're all squeezing lemons. Amen? I'm telling you, when we stand before God one day, we're going to say, boy, we were sure wrong about a lot of things. We sure run a lot of people off that we shouldn't run off. We should love people unconditionally. Now, we have, we have rules set in the church. There's things we do go by. We're not going to let anybody come in here and hurt you all. And I sure ain't going to let no man get up behind this pulpit and preach false doctrine to you in any way. I'll be the first to stand up and say, sit down. But if we're going to grow in God, we've got to pull together as a church and know who we are in Christ. Amen.